This is Movies, a podcast about the act of cinema. And with me today is one of the biggest Pooh fans around. You demanded this movie. I was never going to watch this film. You said, I love Winnie the Pooh. I love Christopher Robin. Makes me feel like a baby again. Not a child, a baby. That's what Hans here said. Hans, how are you doing? No, you misheard me. I said I like scat and poop, not Winnie. That's not what you said. Uh, This is just perverted stuff, Hans. I don't know why you're bringing this on the air. This is a children's program. Hey, you know, I have been talking for a while about how this young up-and-comer, Jerry Jensen, is on the verge of cracking the record for most guest appearances on this program. And I think now, after this episode, he's only one episode away from tying the record. That's pretty massive. That's pretty big. Who do you think... Who do you think could rival that? Who would you want on the show 29 times who we have not had on the show 29 times? Who is the worst guest we've ever had? Who is uh... the worst? Let's talk about this right at the top of the show before we even Hold on, I want to say, let me say hello. I am introduced because I am super (laughs) invested in who you guys think is the the shittiest guest. And I hope they're listening right now. Who's been on the program only one time or less? Now, there's some people who have been on just because it's like difficult to schedule them or, you know, they, they slip from your yeah, mind. You, we should not do this. No, we're <laughs> this already so... in it. What are we going to yeah, talk okay. about? Poo for an hour and a half? Come on. Right. Well, I do have a text from Hans that says, I love we and poo. That might be what yeah. he said to you and you thought Winnie the Pooh. Look, we could go through the, yeah. I can put in like a word search in the DMs and see if you guys ever like message me after a show. Like, that was the worst. And just, <laughs> we'll just flame We've definitely them right done now. that before. Uh, I don't know if it's been in a group chat. Probably just Hans to me directly or vice versa. Just being like, damn, that fucking stunk. That was a horrible ass show. Uh, I don't know. Off the top of my head, I can't really think of anybody who is like a real chore to get through on on this show. Brandy. Anyway. Who? Was she ever here? She was not nah, like she, that, she wasn't like a bad. I mean, she she the listeners did not like Brandy. Right. She. No. Yes. Are you saying she a woman? Yeah, there's only been two women oh, you know who... ever on this show. This is about movies. Women can't watch movies. That's right, Jerry. Uh yeah, they Brandy's just be a dead silent right there. Just... <laughs> we'll take that out of context. <laughs> we'll take that as face value. Uh Rich Voss was the worst guest because he didn't want to play along. Didn't want to play along. We called Rich Voss at one o'clock in the morning <laughs> while he was in bed with his wife. <laughs> and he just didn't have like good comebacks at all and we didn't plan for it because we didn't expect i didn't expect him to pick up the phone i didn't think his phone number was gonna be the same phone number from 2011 so i i was not anticipating talking to rich voss so i didn't bring anything clever and he had nothing clever to return with it was just bad it was not a good time well that's it yeah it's bad yeah bad guess, bad guess. but he's not a guest he, he, you can't have like you can't surprise somebody yeah, with hey you're on the show and they're a guest I feel like if Opie and Anthony called you, you would be in the list of guests on Opie and Anthony. Uh, if they called you the same. I, agree. I don't know. He, a, it sounds a, to me like Rich Voss was a guest on movies and he, he fucking sucked and he could just suck a dick because of it. Fuck Rich Voss. We should kill him. That's what the DM says. How how far in are we? How, how far in with the YouTube before you get demonetized? What's great about this is we don't have the three panel viewing right now. So whoever sp- speaks last, it just lingers on them. So you can hide your face uh, if you're not speaking. 
Right. That is that is part of what they're doing there. Yes. Yeah, so, so when there's violent threats carried out, my face isn't on the camera. <laughs> just keep note yeah. of that. I just Look. mute myself to make sure that the camera you can just disappear. Just roll back in your chair, lap. and you'll be out of focus, Hans. <laughs> well, if there's going to be violent threats made on on your podcast, I would like to be the guy that makes them, anyways. And I think that uh, I think that it would, you know it's part of the brand. That's right. It is part of the brand, and you know what is now part of the Winnie the Pooh brand is also violence with this Pooh, blood and honey, 2023. Now, uh, I downloaded this movie just to download it because I've been low on 2023 films. But then I saw on your Instagram, Jerry, that there was a big work outing. The boss t- treated everyone to a movie, and that movie was Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. I What happens? You have the strangest workplace, Jerry. All your videos from work feel like, like a weird subplot on Twin Peaks, where it's just like a machine <laughs> brings a hammer down, up and down, to, onto nothing for like an hour and a half, and that's yeah. the job. What's going yeah. on there? No, I mean, it, it, you're not wrong. Everything you said is essentially what happened. Uh, just one of my coworkers was like, hey, do you want to go to a movie next week? And I was like, sure. Uh, what, what's... what's it? What's it, Mr. Plinkett, your coworker? <laughs> 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 well, he's he's like an old dude, right? And I, I, I already understand, like, we have really different tastes. So I figured the movie was going to be like, whatever. And he's like, oh, we're going to see that new Winnie the Pooh flick. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know if I want to go. Oh, Danny already brought bought the tickets, so like you know, I was like, shit. If it's free, fuck it. You know, I'll go, dude. They they all agreed that it was bad. I kind of expect at least one of them to like really like it, but I didn't. I didn't expect it to be how it is. You know, it really when I saw that the runtime was only like eighty one minutes or something like that, I was like, oh, that's breezy, but it's a long eighty one minutes for. For this kind of movie, especially, I'll I'll be honest with you. I kind of felt like the movie could have just been when you get up to Christopher Robin's girlfriend dying, and then like it would have been like one of those weird bootleg fan films you see on YouTube, right? Where it's just fifteen minutes long and has good production value, and they're just trying to like do an extreme version of the kids' property. They did this with Power Rangers. They did it with Venom. Dora. There was one called Truth in Journalism. Did they do a Dora the Explorer one, and then the move whole ass movie came out? Michael Bay did the Door of the Explorer movie. I don't know if they did a short film version of it, but these little Ooh. fan fiction short films did prompt the actual film. Like they did the Power Rangers movie with Brian Cranston after that short drop. So I I actually yeah. have seen a bunch of other uh, Door of the Explorer short films. Yeah, um, we no, know. Jerry, not <laughs> oh, is was okay. there X in the title? <laughs> yeah, well, they got to put the X at the end Dora so that the you know. Sex like, explorer is that's what it title. was. So you've seen it. That's my favorite Perfect. one. Well, that well, that has not a lot to do with this poo movie. You do see a woman in a hot tub, and that's about as steamy as so it you gets. See, you see, you see, uh, knock off Lindsay Lohan's boobs. You see her boobs whenever she goes to run yeah, away. Yeah. The yeah. The bear grabs his shirt or whatever. The uh, but you know, it, uh... I, let's uh, let's let's talk about the opening. You know, I don't mean to cut you off, Hans. I think I did it like yeah. twice. But if the the opening film or the opening of the film is like like five minutes of uh, like sketch animation, uh, a la mm-hmm. the fanatic with uh, John Travolta. You know, like where it explains what happened. Like it, it's a better story than the film. The film should have been that. It should have been yeah. the kids watching or the, the animals watching Christopher Robin leave. And then you 
you begin to watch them like break psychologically but that that is like i guess used so that you know where we are when the movie starts but it's the only thing that i actually enjoyed in the film this sketch animation style of uh winnie the pooh where they all they all go nuts and eat eeyore i was like that's cool okay i'm with this that should it, have been the movie it's starting to become like a telltale sign that the movie isn't like a complete movie or you're in for something bad if they try to like make up for it in the beginning with something that could be impressive because you see that and you go oh wow there's actually a little bit of production value to this and then you see how they handle the the characters mm -hmm. of Pooh and piglet and you can tell that they're like good masks but not good masks for what they're doing with them which is doing a slasher film like if there was just a, a guy who dressed up as Pooh or something that could work maybe but as the actual winnie the pooh like it's it's just a he's like jason Voorhees, basically you can just see piglets that got the actor's face like you can just see his face the mask really only covers everything besides his mouth right here and like his eyes uh, just you just see i feel like i'm looking at the guy the whole time we've both worn these masks jerry this is the same uh company that produced one of the masks that we used in Mass State Lottery for prosthetics. Um, so it's uh, we have like a better understanding of how they shape to the face and how it becomes like a like you start to visibly see the actor through that. Uh, and they're not intended for how they're utilized here. Um, this, I think, is kind of an interesting. It, it, here, here's the thing. When Pooh was announced as in the public domain, I think a lot of people were like, well, that's not going to last. Disney has Pooh. Pooh is actually a lucrative property. They just did a Winnie the Pooh movie with like Alex Ross Perry writing the script not long ago. They the did what Christopher was it? Robin. Yes, Christopher Robin. They did a, a Ewan McGregor Pooh mm. movie where he's an adult Christopher Robin. So for them to allow that to lapse into the public domain, it really calls into question everyone who's saying, oh, well, you know, when Superman, when Batman, when Dick Tracy, when all these big characters go into the public domain within the next decade, they're not going to allow that. They're going to start paying off politicians. And the answer, I think, is no, they're not. They can't really do a whole lot of anything as far as that goes. They already did that once before. It soured the perception of many people as far as copyright law goes in the United States. Um, and it's maybe better that they just put their focus on other characters, which seems to be, I guess, what Disney has done. But there are some omissions within this Pooh movie. You don't get Tigger. Tigger is kind of like the venom of the Winnie the Pooh universe. He's not one of those original characters. I don't know if it was from the same creator. He kind of just usurps oh. the lead Pooh. He was very uh -huh. crazy too, right? So they're, they're leaving him for the sequel, I'm sure, which I'm sure has been announced already. It has been announced, but no, of I course. think Tigger's going to go in the public domain in like 20 years. I think Tigger was oh. a later creation. So it says here that the director of the movie is planning a whole shared universe of films, including Bambi the Reckoning and Peter Pan's Neverland Nightmare. Speaking of Tigger, it's not very diverse, the cast in this movie, huh? What do you mean, speaking of? Well, there's like a couple of Americans and a couple of British people. It's, it's just white. Racist. Everyone. Yeah, they, even, they are they didn't, even try, they didn't even try to, like, you know, drop one Asian in there. We don't know where he's from. No, it's... <laughs> That's my biggest complaint with the movie, the lack of diversity and inclusion. Lack of diversity, yeah, true. There's uh it felt that uh, it felt like a long funny or die sketch that never got funny for me. Like a uh, die sketch. You know, yeah, you know, yeah, pretty much. 
I guess. Uh, I didn't expect it to pl be played so straight when Jerry said, no, this is this is serious. Like, they're not making a joke or they're not like it's it's played it's serious. serious. It's like John Grissom's The Rainmaker is what Jerry yeah. said. And I was mm -hmm. like, no, like impossible that with that teaser or whatever trailer, like there's no way. Like I thought you were fucking with us. And then this starts and uh, the whole interaction between the boyfriend and girlfriend where uh, she's like, oh, I'm here to support you. And he gets upset because she doesn't believe that he had imaginary friends that were not imaginary. That whole thing felt very funny or die to me, but I was waiting for it to get funny. And then... He, he just gets killed in a very boring kind of off-camera way. And, and then the movie starts. I don't think it has a story. Uh, that's why when we, when we before Jerry jumped in, I was like, is it even a movie? Because the, it kind of starts telling a story of this girl. I don't even know if we ever learn her name. Where she's the generic lead character that is uh, traumatized by something that we don't know, but we'll probably find out and we don't. Uh, and uh, sitting at a generic psychologist who gives it the generic advice of, hey, maybe you should get out of the city for a while, which- Yeah, every you know, therapist loves to tell a woman, go to the woods by yourself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just leave. Just, you know, put yourself in harm when you're feeling the weakest mentally. Uh, you have a- the generic creepy gas station with the creepy gas station attendant that just shows up and nothing happens and yes. they leave and we what is his accent again. by the way so he's kind of he's got like a fake southern accent even though they're clearly in england and everyone's yeah. english what's yeah, up girl uh, how's he doing <laughs> out here it's like hillbilly australian mm -hmm. uh, oh i'm not brit <clears throat> oh i'm not british <laughs> You have the generic group of friends where you have the, you know, the sassy one that that uh, that is the, the like the dumb blonde. You have the dork. You have the tomboy. So every yeah. So everything is very, you know, by the numbers, you know, exactly who these characters are without really knowing anything about them. There's no introductions to anything that resembles a story. Uh, maybe they did talk about some of what happened to that girl, but I was so distracted by everything else that I don't know. And I couldn't even understand what they were saying half of the time, too. Um, uh, what else? The Oh, yeah. The scenes when when. Uh, Winnie the Pooh has his little prisoner there, and then he's generically begging for mercy close to him, thinking that if he says, oh, you know, I'll be nice to you or whatever, and then Winnie the Pooh just drools something that kind of looks like honey. So at first I thought, okay, so he's drooling honey, but then the goop comes out of his eye when he gets emotional, and I was like, what? I'm, I don't understand what I'm supposed to be watching. Like, what is this? You know? Yeah. So... So it was a lot of very generic slasher tropes that just didn't like they didn't do anything with it. I, I hope that, OK, so we have the Winnie the Pooh name. So this is going to get us attention because obviously it's a recognized IP that we can now use. So the the thought behind this, if I had thought of it, I guess, would be let's make something where we include that. That is something. But instead, you have kind of a story with this girl that is the psychologist. And then kind of the story of when Christopher Robin leaves them and that traumatizes him and Piglet, who 
are they supposed to be the real Piglet and Winnie Pooh? Or are they just two returns? Yeah, they are. Like, You're supposed to take it just at face value that that's Winnie the Pooh, that's Piglet, and he had his adventures you're familiar with from the book and from the Disney Channel cartoon series. And this is how it turned out. Toy Story 4, but instead of going to right. the uh, daycare, they uh, just eat the, the, the donkey and then beat the shit out of Andy. Like It's basically... That's the first it's, part of the movie. Is Christopher Robin the the guy that shows up at the end? Because I didn't yeah. recognize him at all. Oh, yeah. Okay, so he's kept yeah. as the pet. Yeah, he, oh, right. his girlfriend okay. gets killed on 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 screen. Excuse on, me, off screen. Yeah. It's completely black, so you can't yeah. fucking <laughs> see. Whenever they first grabbed her, she was like, Ugh! "I was like, what did he? What is this like? Scorpion? <laughs> did he fucking do a scorpion through a chest? Is it gonna pan out?" But no, she's I guess squeezing he was her belly. Her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is this a tickling move? What mm. the fuck's going on? Uh, you just literally can't see shit. The same I, thing happens at the end when Pooh kills the girl, uh, and she like takes a half hour to die in Christopher Robin's arms. I love arm, that. Though she would be like dead her throat. Yeah, yeah, her, her throat, throat was slit, and then he's slashed, like, and "No, she's, you know, she's no," yeah, and she's emoting and fine for like a good hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, but I'll tell you what, I, like I said before, and I said this right before uh, Jerry hopped on the call, this is not the worst horror film we've watched for this show. Um, Christmas, Bloody Christmas, I thought was far more insufferable than this movie. I would watch this movie three times over than watch a half hour of Christmas, Bloody Christmas. Well, you can without runtime, I think. What is it, an hour and ten or something like that? Hour 13? They're both ab- about the same length of time. Christmas bloody, bloody Christmas might run a little bit 20. longer. That might be a full 90 minutes. I'm not certain. But they're both not good. This is at 5% on Rotten Tomatoes. I'll tell you what, this ain't a 5% movie. This is like a 18% movie. That's my opinion. I think there's a, a lot of like Disney, Disney paid critics, uh, people who love the mouse, who are just detested with the idea of this on principle. Not even because like it's a slasher movie, because I think they would be into that if Disney produced it, right? You you would assume if it, like if this was a Disney produced project, it would probably be like at thirty percent. But because it's not, they don't like the idea of someone else who isn't Disney doing uh-huh. something to a Disney mm-hmm. product. Well, That's why it's five percent. There's also like uh like an issue of brand like brand recognition with those characters as a whole. Because we were talking about the copyright stuff. Effectively, what you can't do is a yellow bear named Winnie the Pooh that wears a red shirt and no pants, mm-hmm. right? Like, you could do a variation of that, but you can't do that exactly. So, immediately, I think that, like, a lot of people are expecting, not a lot of people, because a lot of people aren't going to see this shit, but a good chunk of the people that are or are and did see the film are expecting two or three characters that look somewhat like Winnie the Pooh and friends. And this never has that. And I could, I genuinely could see people just being like, I hate this just on that by, by itself. These are barely looks like a bear and a pig. looks like two pigs kind of. Now. Yeah. Piglet does not look like Piglet. Just looks like a warthog. Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. Uh, the the color scheme on the poo here uh, maybe disobeys whatever the copyright law allows by having red in the wardrobe. Well, they uh, use the pull it up. they use the uh, 
overalls, right? Like he mm. also has overalls, and I think the the shirt is like a uh, flannel or something right. like that. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. so it's very Leatherface. <laughs> That's and, you a know, terrible they... head. <laughs> That's a terrible belly. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? That's just like that it's got a, a cushion, <laughs> just a, yeah. a couch cushion. Ah, uh, well. I mean, there. I get. Um, I get the different stories they're trying to do, just to kind of front and back. Like Hans was saying, there's the intro of like Christopher Robbins fucked us up. There's uh, the introduction of Christopher Robbins and his girlfriend. They kill the girlfriend. They take him hostage. Now, if the film was then, um, we're getting other people and torturing them in front of Christopher Robbins so that he can like feel perpetual torment. The goal isn't to kill him. The goal is to, you know, ruin his mind or whatever, but they're not smart enough to know that like, they also have to stop feeding him. They also have to, you know what I mean? Like beat the fuck out of him so that over time he gets strong enough to break out and can get free because they've been giving him morsels of food or some bullshit like that, but they don't do that. They show him get captured and then nothing about him again yeah. Well, through what is five friends meeting at a fucking Airbnb uh, with like the one friend being late or whatever. That's kind of like passed over. They sort of mention it briefly. Like, where's fucking, you know, knock off Lindsay Lohan. Oh, she's not here yet. Everybody give me your phones. Oh, my God. Girls weekend. And then so they can <laughs> have that other girl. For some reason, set up, like you said, set up the gas station guy who doesn't show up till the end and is rapey as fuck. So yeah. there, he, he doesn't even play as like a hero at the end showing up who then loses to the, the big bad. It's legitimately like this guy's rapey as fuck. Okay. She leaves. Then the other girl sees her at the end of the movie. And she's like, these guys, they're both like, these guys are fucking creepy as shit. <laughs> what the fuck's okay. going on? But they were the least threatening group of men that I've ever seen in one of these movies. It's like a little bald guy with them and then just three like dorky metalhead from the 80s looking like, I guess, British rednecks. Uh, one of them, the main one, I guess, has way too much dialogue, too, because at mm. one point he hits Pooh with a crowbar and then he's like, well... You ain't gonna be standing soon when I start wiping the shit out of you and then stands oh. there. And it's just like, what is why do you give these guidelines? You don't need to. Like that this whole interaction doesn't have to take five minutes. And we don't need to hear them reasoning with the monster, I guess. Uh no. I I even forgot that that guy was was the guy from the gas station. I was just like, oh, I guess they found four re creepy rednecks that uh going to help them i guess now, and then yeah but but also another thing that didn't work is that uh they never feel threatening at all because they're so slow with they're very everything stilted too there's very little motion whatsoever uh in terms of obviously like the face but yeah. everything in general they're just jason Voorhees, but in the funny five masks. second steps you know the different the, the the pool scene where he kills the girl in the pool oh, and he's oh like <laughs> slowly grabbing the chain and the girl could swim back and forth five six times but she stays just floating and then i guess he kind of hits her with the chain even though you don't really see but she goes ow i guess when he throws it in the water and then he gets in the water and takes the slowest steps 
with a, a heavy hammer, hammer that he can they can barely pick up. And the girl is just like, ah, oh. and he's like, you could have gotten away like 10 times from this guy. And no, everyone needs to just, I guess everyone's so terrified that they can't move because both of them just move at such a slow pace that they never actually feel like a threat. It's just like, you could just fucking get up and, and walk away from this thing. And they, they try to give uh, Winnie the Pooh a like super hardcore menace turn, right? Wherever he's uh, uh, eating the honey like you're talking about. It's like, what the, it looks like glycerin. Looks like he's just rubbing glycerin all over himself. What the fuck are you doing? Uh, well, he turns and looks at the camera and it's like fucking all coming out of his eyes and all that shit. And you're like, fucking, what the fuck is this? It's like fu- the whole theater, <laughs> the whole theater laughed at that. But you know that they're like, oh, that was so dark, dude. Fuck, bro. That's the hit right there. That's the time they're going to be like, this guy's fucking wicked wild, bro. But he's just not. He's just like, uh, I would say he's he's creepy in that. Oh, what's that thing standing right there? It's just like yeah. a guy. Oh, it's, a, oh, it's a guy. You mean the hot tub scene where she takes like 300 photos that don't match her phone? By the way, I don't, I don't know if you guys noticed that, <laughs> yeah. but my, my autism didn't let me. At one point, she's holding her hand. And then in the in the phone, you see her like holding her breast or something. And then when the camera cuts out of that, she, her hand is in another place completely. And I'm just like, guys, just a little the, bit of F. Just match she, your shots. Goddamn. She held the phone up vertical. And then when it showed her take the picture, the same thing from over the shoulder, it was horizontal. Like, and her hand is here. And then on her phone, it's like on her leg. It's just like just a little bit of effort. But in that scene. Okay. So she takes 20 pictures of herself. She notices in one of them, there's this big Winnie the Pooh creepy guy in the background. So she gets out of the hot tub and then she walks in a circle for like 10 seconds. It goes, ah, oh, whatever. I'm not going to let this ruin my day, that <laughs> retard or something. And then she lays on the edge of the hot tub with her back towards where the thing was and just closes her eyes. Just I'm just going to relax with my eyes closed here. That's what the therapist said, to go out to the woods, relax, unwind, right. get comfortable. <laughs> what, are you going to let a bear, a poo bear, bother your vacation in the woods? What? No. Uh, listen, this movie was shot only over 10 days, and it was on a limited budget. We often see people in our Twitter feed, one particular person in our Twitter feed, complimenting movies on a very low budget and accomplishing a great deal on that. Uh, is there anything to be said about the the value of this movie given it was only shot for $100,000 and made $3 million. That feels like a lot. Here's the thing that I know, um, just from being somebody that's like built stuff before, right? Is it's not always good to get paid a lot of money uh, and do a shitty job really quick. Um, Because, yeah, you got a lot of money that time, but... They're never going to hire you again. Mm-hmm. Nobody's ever going to give you have the faith to work with you in that capacity again. Now, there there are people we have people in our Twitter feed that are willing to take literally any job in the business. You know, it could be the dumbest concept you can imagine, but they get to key grip for it. Oh, where's some, <laughs> you know, where's some cool costumes? They'll fucking do it. Right. And that these people will all get more work and they'll get people to work with them, but it will pretty much forever be at this level right mm-hmm. they can have successful films but 1000 percent of the films are going to be complete fucking shit that are only successful because people are interested about the obscura factor 
Mm -hmm. Totally. Um, who is the audience for this movie? Is this just uh, designed for horror fans on YouTube that wear Prom Night 2 t-shirts? That sounds a little too close to you, Hans. I wasn't taking a jab. No, no. But I'm not. I'm, I mean, I'm not that bad. Um, I, I don't know because I kind of wish that it was so bad is good, but I don't think it ever gets to that point. No, it doesn't. It, it kind of just stays generic. It feels like Tubi should have bought this movie. Tubi should have absolutely acquired this and said, this is a Tubi original. It would have fit right in line with everything they've done to this point, which the most high profile thing is the dramatization of the Johnny Depp, Amber Heard trial, you know, but they, they acquire all these horrible movies. Uh, they did a, they did a remake of some like late seventies, Jamie Lee Curtis film, uh, like terror train. I think they did a remake oh, yeah. of terror train. That looks yeah. unbelievably worse than this. Um, so I, I don't know. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't really think there's anything impressive about the fact that this movie made $3 million. Like this was the generic eighties model, right? You would go mm -hmm. make a slasher film for cheap and you would sell it. But now I get the, the, the impressive thing here is that it got a theatrical release, right? It's not that it made the money. It's that it got put into theaters for a limited time. A, a distributor had enough faith to put this in theaters for a very short span of time, which... They also did with that Grinch parody movie. Can we pull that the trailer to that movie up that was released, I think, late last year? Like, right before this, maybe. Mean uh, one or whatever the yeah, fuck. Yeah, the mean one. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how they didn't get hit with a lawsuit over that because it looks exactly like the Grinch. I mean, I guess parody law goes a long way, but that doesn't mean shit if your attorney isn't good. You're, you're goddamn right. Fuck. <laughs> Let's see. Remember Let's see the mean one. About Cindy, you know who. When her Christmas was stolen, she knew what to do. Why, Santa Claus? Why? But what if I said that's not how it went down? Monster! You gonna be okay? Because we can turn around right now. No. Newville. Her mother was killed in my snake. Did you ever find a Christmas killer? Never got a reliable description of the man. Dad? Oh, that's bad. <laughs> the digital blood. The digital weapons, I guess. Another Christmas killer thing. Not again. Us folks down in Newville. Wait, can we just? What are we, what are we investigating here? It was just a Photoshop job that they did. It probably took a minute. What What are you yeah. talking about? This is well, not Anna Kachin. <laughs> not again. Us folks down in Newville, we liked Christmas a lot, but that thing that lives just north of Newville does not. What is it? The mean one. See, this looks like a mix of poo and Christmas, bloody Christmas. This seems worse. Now yeah. Time to roast this beast. Ugh. We probably end up having the same issue where there's like four different storylines in this film that you're supposed to give a fuck about. Mm -hmm. None of them are played to beginning to end. Wait, but they show him dying, right? Well, now we don't have to watch it. No, we don't. <laughs> we're, we we were never gonna have to watch it. Actually, um, that so looks was this horrible. Was this movie? I mean, 
What yeah. the what's the the company that bought it? I don't know, but it got released through Fathom Events. Oh. So they uh, Fathom Events does these little novelty one week showing uh, films. If it's a little more of a high profile director like Rob Zombie or Kevin Smith, they'll do sometimes up to a month where they're showing a film and you can usually show up at one particular time in the day and then you go see it that way. And I'm pretty certain that Fathom Events picked up that Grinch movie, the mean one, and put it out in theaters that way. And that seems to be like a pretty reliable model for independent filmmakers putting out their low-budget movies. But not everybody gets through there. Nobody gets that national distribution. For some reason, they thought this would be the ticket. Yeah, I mean, look, good on them for providing a platform. You know what I mean? That's that's pretty fucking cool. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. The only things we know about in this moment to speak about are those two uh, products. But I'm sure... I'm sure there's plenty of good things that have been put out through Fathom You know what events. I saw through Fathom Events? I saw that Killing Joke animated movie in theaters. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was fucking shit. People were laughing at that in the theater because Batman was like, Pierre Escargot. They invented a villain called Pierre Escargot, who's a French thief who's never nice. in the Killing Joke. And he, he's like flirting with Batgirl. He's like, hey, nice ass. Or something. I don't know. He says something like that. Something clever, like nice ass. Batman uh, don't cat call with Yeah. <laughs> he does. He basically <laughs> says, he says, he's objectifying you. And that's oh. that's Batman saying that. And then Batman like fucks her on the rooftop. <laughs> I was like, I don't remember any of this in the book. I don't remember any French people. Now I'm objectifying you. <laughs> I There's can't wait for uh... that to happen in the flash when they get Christian Bale back. Are you excited for the the Flash, Jerry? They're gonna have all the favorite Batman back. George Clooney's back. Uh, who else? Adam West. Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito's back. I don't uh, really like Fr that. Christopher I, Walken. I do this thing where, with the exception of the um, uh, Christian Bale Batman and now Robert Pattinson Batman, um, I just was like, that's the same. Batman. These are the adventures of Batman, right? Yeah, okay, it was played by Michael Keaton or Val Kilmer or George Clooney, and the suits are different, and maybe they even play the fucking beginning, the beginning of his life again. But I just sort of was like, these are just sort of one chronology, you know? That's what I put in my mind. I could just watch these movies and it'd be the adventures of Batman. That's how uh, it's supposed to go. That was always how it was supposed to go. And then in the last 10 years, they're like, well, if it's a different actor, if it's a different director... It's a different timeline. This is a whole new idea. As far as I was concerned, Val Kilmer was Michael Keaton, was George Clooney. Yeah. yeah. Bane broke Batman's back after he was doing ice skating with Robin holding hands. <laughs> yeah, that's the, yep, that's the, yeah. per, that's the exact chronology. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, know, man. I, I'm sorry, Hans, but I was talking first. It's no, you're good. Oh, you're, you're good. Oh, no, 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 no. I was also going to change the subject, so if you oh. want to keep going on this, you oh, can. Oh, yeah, I'll, I can finish it. Uh, yeah, yeah, look, you have I'm, my not super into, <laughs> I'm not super into, like I've said, like, like you know, the superhero concept and the power of friendship saving the day or whatever. I could give a fuck. Um, but I am interested in seeing uh, just, like, what they intend on doing with the fucking super bat friends concept. Like, mm. what... I have no idea 
if it's just cameos or if they're like gonna be in the film like uh, legitimately um and that to me is interesting i don't probably don't need to watch it to know about that i could just like find out later you just go on wikipedia once yeah. the movie's out uh well you know a superhero movie you might be excited for is uh reese wake field what the fuck is this director's name frake waterfield's thor movie that he's gonna do I was just about to jump into his IMDb. Have you seen what this guy does? Fuck this no. Hack? This fucking hack? He wants to do Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Teletubbies, he said. Well, there's a... Let's see. He's produced a movie about Jack and Jill, a movie about a spider in the attic, which I'm assuming is Itsy Bitsy Spider, right? There's an Easter Bunny slasher movie. There's two Bloody Mary movies. There's a Wrath of Van Helsing movie, mm. like a crocodile movie, a couple of, a couple, like four dinosaur movies. Uh, so with property special... raper. That's what this guy, yeah. is, his career is built on is just what's, what's an existing name that people are vaguely familiar with? Okay, I There's guess I'll Jack do something Frost. with that. Wow. It's a Jack great. Frost movie because, you know, that needed to be. Now, do you think that in your head is that Jack Frost also Michael Keaton from Jack Frost? Yeah, yeah, the one that uh, has that bathtub scene, right? Bathtub scene where he like electrocutes, he commits suicide in the bathtub by putting a toaster in with him, and he becomes <laughs> Michael Keaton. Actually, I watched that Jack Frost movie at the end of last year, and uh, that that snowman was terrifying. That snowman mm -hmm. still looks good, by the way. The snowman was designed. For George Clooney, George Clooney, and George Clooney had to back out of Jack Frost because he was doing ER or something. No, he quit ER at that point. He was doing, I don't know, some Jennifer Lopez movie. I don't know. Okay. I can't remember. But it looks like George Clooney, even though they got Michael Keaton. So they just swapped Batman. More to the point that all Batman are the same. He did a Return of Krampus movie. Uh, so yeah, so he just, I guess he does the asylum thing right where it's like is the hopeful. asylum even active these days because anybody can do this because any russian llc can do this he... just pump out the money to make fire nato or his upcoming uh feature film monster nato all of these films don't have... by the way sorry go ahead no uh they don't have anything slotted for 2023 but last year one two they did a one to a moon crash movie uh make i guess I, it's not even parody copying moonfall or don't look up says here there's a dracula the original living vampire uh that looks like morbius apparently uh they did a titanic 666 movie i think that uh, was on tubi titanic 666 there's a top gunner Danger Zone? Oh, yeah, that's the Eric Roberts Top Gunner. Oh, <laughs> I'm I sure Eric Roberts is in... He's probably in all of these. Uh, there's a Jurassic Domination instead of Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, Thor, God of Thunder. Shark, Side of the Moon. Bullet Train Down. Bullet Train uh, Down? Like Black Hawk I... Down? Can we look at well, the like... poster to that? Sure. There's a battle for Pandora. That's, I guess, parody. No, I need to stop saying parody. It's not a parody. Uh, Avatar, right? Oh, Tom Sizemore is in this bullet train down. 
that's their Brad Pitt surrogate is Tom Sizemore. Yeah, that's the charisma. Oh, well, he was in Black Hawk Down. So. Oh, wow, that looks great. Johnny <laughs> oh wow it looks great it's just like a black screen oh, oh really oh, you didn't see yeah. anything <laughs> no i did i did i was just oh, okay <laughs> oh wow look at that wait hold on can we just have a look at the phone that she just picked up <laughs> that's just i just wanted to pause on that yeah that's cool yep that's on the plane by the way but it showed them on a plane that was the plane phone, the plane house phone, the plane landline. <laughs> it's completely real monitors here that she's not even acknowledging. Yeah. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> it looks like those Tibetan news fucking uh, jokes that yeah. come out. So the plot is speed, where if you slow down the train, the train will explode. It's named after Black Hawk Down and it's ripping off bullet train bullet oh train. wow he looks worse and worse he looks worse than when we saw him in what was it warsaw warhawk what the fuck was that movie damn Warzone. he looks he looks scary he looks like he's about to die he looks like if joker was a drag queen you know <laughs> this is Look rough him. you want to see he looks like he got beat cocks. up he looks like he got beat up right before filming happened and then came in all fucking bruised yeah, there on the on the God damn it, I can't go back there. On the right side of his face, that whole I'm sure it happens in the movie. He got into I'm a sure. bar fight the night yeah. before filming started. <laughs> he got fucking hammered drunk and then punched by a fucking Puerto Rican woman. And he's got fucking extra makeup on it to cover the bruising. Wow. That was their cutaway they used for him, where he looks like he's yeah. wobbling, like he's about to fall over. <laughs> when he looks confused and oh, out of it. Oh. We find out later that was like just whenever the camera was rolling in between actions. <laughs> they got a Supreme billboard. Can you back that up? Say. Damn, they got advertising <laughs> by Supreme. We need to call those motherfuckers. Try to get like a, we'll get a sticker on the uh, on the taxi, like a little bit on the window. <laughs> we'll just mask it in. That yeah, one's so a big supreme. And <laughs> <laughs> we do uh, Mass State Lottery the college years, and you'll just dress in supreme the entire time. <laughs> hey, does your dad ever take you shopping at the mall? <laughs> <laughs> That's what the movie was missing. Is a shot is uh, going to like Nordstrom going to uh zoomies you know it could have been could have been really brand heavy <laughs> well you know nick allen from rogerebert.com gave this poo movie a 1.4 1.5 out of four stars the the website i don't know if you guys know this website rotten tomatoes uh the consensus reads oh bother yeah um yeah Oh, so wow. what else is the, new with you guys? The asylum is doing a cocaine. Wait, no, it's called the Meth Gator. To... Meth Gator's not Cocaine Bear. I know. But Can we see the trailer to Meth bear. Gator? Yeah. Let's check that out. I hate this fucking Cocaine Bear movie. By the way, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen anything about it. I just don't like 
meme kind of movies, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't like, haha, it's a joke, guys, movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, you know, uh, content like that is something that, like, I would watch uh, on a YouTube video that's, like, 22 minutes long where a guy is like, this one time this bear got cocaine mm -hmm. uh, from the government. Let me explain some of the geopolitics from behind the government. Let's talk about this forest. And then the last like four minutes would be like, and then a bear ate the cocaine and had a heart attack and died. But to take that content and turn it into a movie, it's like if you, it's like making a DB Cooper movie. The whole story is a, a thing happened for like four minutes and then it, that that's it. There's not really any, any body to it. Yeah, this would be a killer, uh, like Mr. Ballin video or Wendigo, one of those two guys. Uh, but for a movie, I I just can't think of sitting down in the theater and enduring mm. that. Um, it's very There's snakes a on a plane, but like snakes on a plane. I I mean, people got excited about snakes on a plane when it came out in like 2006 because it was there was nothing like that overtly just on the nose or whatever, or deliberately stupid that was put out in theaters before. And this is like the ninth, 10th cycle of this type of filmmaking. It's just, I don't know. There's nothing charming about it to me. Um, all right. So we have meth gator here. What is yeah, it? There's, really? no, there's only the poster. No. Cause they probably yeah, haven't shot it yet. They just have that. No. They just hired someone to make that. Yeah. And then, and they're going to bang out the film super quick using everybody that was in <laughs> battle for Pandora. Uh, and then, you know, probably sell like fucking hotcakes in like Azerbaijan. They probably and... already, actually, you know what? They they might have done based off of just how all these thumbs. We're on their YouTube channel, by the way, for those who aren't watching the video of this. Patreon.com slash Laura. Is, is, is this that the 21st chromosome <laughs> mystery thriller that. <laughs> That went viral. Who? Did, oh fuck, Tito Ortiz. Damn, he's yeah not looking so good. Is that what doing so good? If he's doing robot <laughs> apocalypse or whatever the fuck that's called. That fucked me up, dude. I forgot he did that movie. Holy shit, that's that's like casting fucking Bruce Willis. He's got so much CTE. He probably didn't even know he's done it. <laughs> Richard Greco, Vivica A. Fox. They got the stars. Size more. Tom Sizemore's a Megalodon. How the fuck did they get Vivica A. Fox? She's down. Anyone who's been on Celebrity Apprentice will do things for like a thousand bucks. Jeez. She did uh, the Cool Cat movie. Yeah. Oh, oh that's right. With fucking Pacho, fucking Punchinelli. Eric Estrada. That's right. Fuck. Us okay. and Fierce. Fast and fierce. How do they afford this? What the fuck? Oh, Fiverr. I forgot. Mm. There's, a kid, <laughs> there's a kid in Indonesia that's like, have you guys seen my film on Asylum? But in Indonesian. You said it. There's a kid in Sri Lanka that got paid with a DVD of the movie. That oh fuck dude i got a free copy of uh tony hawk's pro skater 3 when i won a regional tournament for tony hawk's pro skater 3 and I, so i vibe with that kid i know exactly what it's yeah, like that, and it's the same deal. feels cool it feels mm -hmm. so cool everybody loves I, a contributor copy 
<laughs> I didn't I didn't I didn't know that cocaine bear was an actual thing. I also thought that because there's that guy from from that meme, right? That is like one of the main characters. Ray Liotta. No, the the mustache it's guy. The, the one that goes that's not a meme, he, that's a nicotine like addiction a work, gum. Work at IKEA and I'm sassy guy. Sometimes Chantix makes people puke in your bathroom. I heard that's oh. how Ray Liotta died. Yeah, he probably died choking on his own vomit, choking on Chantix. That's what Universal I Universal put this out? There was I'm no so liquid. Cool. It was just a bunch of Chantix. It sounded like somebody spilled Undigested pills in his throat. Yeah. Uh, Universal put out Cocaine Bear. That's right, because you Wait, know who so directed got... it is Elizabeth Banks, who has a contract with them, and this mm -hmm. is like her last hope because everything she's done has fallen apart. She did the Pitch Perfect sequels and mm -hmm. made them straight retarded. I kind of like the first Pitch Perfect. Then she did Charlie's Angels, big old piece of shit. I haven't seen it. I'm just did, did she do the Power Rangers or was she just in it? I think she was just in it. And then she did this, which they won't let her do anything else. And this has like too good of a cast, in my opinion. For, That's what I was this looking kind of movie. at. Yeah, he's got the shit guy from uh, from The Wire. I don't know his name. <laughs> you got Han Solo there. Yeah. You got. The Ice Cube's kid who's already doing this. I thought his career was going well. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what are they doing well, to him? Think about it like this. Some of these names, right, are people that they don't super hardcore fucking need every single film that comes through. Like Ray Liotta at that point is fucking dying. Probably kind of hard to get him off the off the couch out of bed or whatever. Um, but imagine your friend calls you and is like, look, dude, I am fucked. All my movies have bombed. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm probably going to have to make a fucking uh, meme movie and then like blow my brains out before it fucking actually launches so that I don't have to deal with the criticism. You, you, you would be in the film, you know? So I like to think that Elizabeth Banks did that. And that's how she got the cast that she has is she just literally told every single person in the film, if this doesn't make money, I will lose my job. So yeah. Just doing her favor. Mm-hmm. I have, you know what I have heard she's very well liked in Hollywood which is why she's had a million breaks so that wouldn't even stun me if there was some truth to that that's how you gotta, you gotta think like <clears throat> that's how you would be for your homie that's how those celebrities are with their homies too you know if they if they don't see a big negative a big net negative into uh, participating they might do it now I say I use celebrity loosely right because there's that one black dude that is in uh, that fucking uh jordan peele movie and that he's just like there though and he nobody remembers his name the best friend in the one film Kaluuya. uh lakeith sanfield no oh. no 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 he's the best friend he's lakeith sanfield's oh. friend in in that film i'm pretty sure that guy are you talking about the guy who's a security guard and get out is it little yeah. ralph howard yeah that guy isn't he in that film no. Uh, I don't know if he's in Cocaine Bear. I think you're confusing oh. him with the guy from The Wire, who's damn yeah. Bunk. Yes. Bunk is in it. Yeah. I no, no, that. no. It's not. As it's not Bunk. Luck. It's the it's the guy that says she. Yeah, mayor. that's Bunk. <laughs> no. Tahan says name bunk? is just she. That's yeah. not Bunk. You racist. Bunk is, <laughs> bunk is literally the guy that goes she. No, right it's here. not. No, Bunk was the detective that was yeah. partners with uh, what's his name. The guy that said she was the mayor. No, Jerry, you racist. You're confusing your black. <laughs> Am I confusing my black guys? Yes, I say. 
That's I say uh, Whitlock is the shit guy, the shit guy. Okay, uh, I believe and, you. And if you look at Treme, that's a more more recent series where the HBO Treme is yeah popular popular HBO TV show Treme. Yeah, big success. Treme. Okay, what yeah, yeah. I definitely got all. I have my black guys mixed up. I just mixed yeah. up three different. <laughs> <laughs> Again, this started at Lil Rel Howard, who's not even in the same He's not even... <laughs> uh Yeah, you know what? I'll take the L on that one. <laughs> well, hold on. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just yes. before before we move on. I just wanna because it's not like an easy mess. I just wanna show what uh jerry got confused so you have this guy right <laughs> this guy <laughs> yeah. and then you have this one yeah <laughs> who, 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 who looks like this by the way now <laughs> and then this one <laughs> so it's not like you miss by a little bit you know it's not like you're almost there <laughs> Uh, fuck, like dude. Yeah, that's a bad one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> my bad. All right, my fucking bad. I can't wait for Cocaine Bear. Uh, Hans, I know this was big on your list of films to see for 2023. Yeah, didn't even know that it was a real movie. Is it out already? I think so. Go. I think it's previewing right now. It's doing a preview in New York. They're treating it like it's a real movie in New York and Los Angeles. I don't know why they do that. I'm going to see it's... it in the theater like I saw. Who uh, Bear and his Blood in the Water. What's it called? Blood Blood and Honey. Blood and uh, honey. I wanted. I don't know if we're, we're like done talking about the movie, but I also wanted to show what I thought was the best filmed scene of the movie. Ooh, okay. Just in case you guys are interested, so... Here's, here was my favorite part of it. Uh... There we go. There it is. Right. <laughs> yep. I love this part. I love this part in any movie. It's always my favorite part of <laughs> movies. It's the best performance in the movie. Yeah. Yep. Those are cards. Whoa. Yeah, that's, that's... What the fuck was that? <laughs> Pops up twice in the movie. Uh, uh, every like 45 minutes ish. We uh, also see two Indian man's faces abruptly. Oh, yeah. About Let me find that. A third of the way into the film on either side of the screen. They just kind of pop in and then pop out. I don't think they come back. So that was an interesting turn, creative turn. <laughs> I wonder how you even write that on the screenplay. You know, cut to cut to two Ray Indian Kitchen. faces, two oh, abrupt Indian words. faces. Uh, pan don't cover, don't cover the whole scene. Just at the bottom, like a. Oh, hey, remember heffalumps? Heffalumps and woozles. Yeah. No. No, yeah. you know they killed Eeyore in this movie. We didn't talk about that. Eeyore's never in the movie because they realized we can't do Eeyore as like a physical man, a donkey face. So there's just an R.I.P. Eeyore at the beginning. 
they show uh, in the animated intro, they show, you know, <coughs> um, they're all starving and then they they jump on the on Eeyore and then the next clip is they've made a little a little cross and they've pinned his tail to it, much like mm. they pin his tail to him. Ah. I mean that's you know, I'm not gonna talk too much shit about that because actually that works pretty well. Like uh if you're gonna kill that character, uh you would, you know, like it makes sense to be like, well the tail pinning thing is a whole bit, so we'll extend the bit to like the final scene with the character. Uh, but it's just like not even a factor of the film. Uh, you don't, there's never really that, oh, they're motivated by this. It says they are, but you don't feel like they are throughout the film. That's also uh, the one thing, right? That yeah. relates the story that we see in the animation to anything else. That's just that detail. Do you yeah. think Eeyore killed himself because he was always depressed? <laughs> he finally fucking it's... offed himself. You know, that's actually pretty good. If you just take people instead of the animals, right? And then you make Christopher Robbins crazy. And he was imagining that these other kids were these animals, but really he was hanging out with the kind of chubby Chinese kid that, you know, always like ate glue and shit and eventually died from eating glue. A depressed kid who blew his brains out, right? And the last sound he made, uh, you know, he blew off like the top part of his head. And he was laying there on Chris Robbins and he went, and like, you know, he put in his head, oh, the animal's name is Eeyore. Like, that'd be great. I would love all of that. That's very like, Lords just... of Chaos. This dead in mayhem. He dies the same way as Eeyore. Mm -hmm. It's very one for one. So I guess like if you're going to do the sequel with Tigger, he's kind of like the Varg character. When he comes in, then it all just falls apart. It's all just fucking nonsense and terrible uh, uh, mischief after that. I well, I guess it was a little bit before too, but Tigger uh, Tigger stabs Euronymous. It's not yeah. even another character. It's just they've put Euronymous in the film and Tigger <laughs> kills him. Also, uh, is there a is there a thing about the cartoon, uh, or anything about Winnie the Pooh having like a very strong hand? Because that's how he he slaps people here, right? No, it's bear claws. I figured it out. I I figured because remember he hits the one fucking person's face and it, it takes their the skin off their face or whatever. But it's, it's weird because claws. it's weird because earlier he slaps one of the girls like five times and then she wakes up and none is scratched on her face. But then when the weirdo at the end, he slaps him very slowly one and then half of his face rips off. So he's, I guess he has a very good control of his well, strength. He's a big guy. You know, you ever try slapping somebody that might happen, Hans, you're six, seven, according to IMDB. I think that's what you put <laughs> yeah. on there is I'm a six, eight man. <laughs> You know, you could try that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Winnie the Pooh Must. also has telekinetic control over the bees where he can make them do stuff, but it only happens twice in the film and is never visually explained. It just happens twice in the film. That's what ran up the budget, $100,000. They couldn't find a bee overlay to use in the scene for free on YouTube to mp3.com. Um, yeah. All right. So this movie sucks. This movie is not, uh, very good. I'm not like mad at it or anything though. I don't have any, like, I wasn't annoyed by it, it being on a television or, I mean, theater screen or existing. Um, I just have no real thoughts or feelings. I kind of like that. Some, you know, they did play it smart in that they shot this movie anticipating Winnie the Pooh going into the public domain. They did make uh, a bit of a risk there that Disney wouldn't intervene in that again and try and spread it out and make the copyright um, ownership longer. 
because it could have backfired on them. And yeah, it's not a well-made movie, but I, I like that... You know, someone has to step up to the plate first and do one of these piece of shit films before someone can take the poo property and do a cool version of that for its intended audience. So I, I don't mind its existence in that regard. Um, that's about the nicest thing I can say about this movie, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Well, I'm sure the goal was not even to make anything good and the goal was to you know how much money can we make by sure they shot this in 10 days yeah. it's a 10 yeah. day production uh and all things considered not the worst job they could have done with it um but yeah there's nothing to revisit here there's nothing uh particularly uh charming or likable about this movie it is of course a cash grab but i don't know i i like it whenever somebody tries to stick it in disney's craw so i'm fine with this movie yeah i i, you... I like to say that there's like um we kind of need a, a a villain for the villain you know what i mean like someone that's like always fucking with the the industry kind of big wigs in some yeah. way um and we're talking shit about asylum but i i like that that shit exists i don't need to give a fuck about the movies or watch them or nobody needs to like them right i like that they exist enough to muddy the waters that grandma might go and fucking, you know, put mm -hmm. in, you know, she wants to watch Twister. So she puts in Tornado and then she just accidentally gets on Sharknado or Firenado or whatever the fuck. Like, I'm all for that shit. I think it's great. It fucks with the um, the climate and it makes room for the middle, right? Because mm -hmm. there's these big budget fucking $2 billion films. They're these really small, shitty, nobody watches them, $250,000 films. And there could be room for the 500 of $1 million films uh, because those films on either spectrum exist, right? If it's just big money makers constantly, you can't really make anything shitty. If a shitty movie can come out and make a couple of bucks, it means a, a good movie on a similar budget can come out too. Absolutely. Hans, you want the final word on Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey before we wrap up? Uh, would you guys rewatch this anytime soon? No, I just, I said to begin with, I'm not revisiting this. There's nothing to revisit. Yeah, I I I didn't like anything about it. Uh, I was hoping that it's something fun or something funny or an attempt at being funny or an attempt at a story, but I don't think it has anything other than it feels like a longer sketch it, i i i like the fact that it's not longer than 90 minutes because they could have done that too and that would have been very annoying because there's nothing um i i just don't feel like i gained anything by watching it not that you have to but at least it was short i guess so i guess my review is hey it's short and and that's the positive <laughs> yep yeah yep. true Okay, well, that has been Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Jerry, thank you for coming back on the program to talk about this feature film with us this evening. Uh, I think we wound up talking about it much more than I expected. I think we, our original plan was, all right, yeah, we'll throw the show in there, but it's really going to be a talk about public domain and public domain properties, and we hardly scratch the surface on that. I do think there's a big conversation to be had there, especially with uh, like the dozens of characters that I think are going to be available to people in the next decade or so so maybe we'll do a follow-up show at some point on that uh where would you like people to go follow you uh you can get me on twitter or on bloom online twitter instagram it's uh, at i'm bloom online that's where i'm at 
And Hans, I see that you've taken to your old ways again on Twitter, uh, calling out Jake Flores. I mean, I just, you know, he's retarded. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's annoying. He's annoying. All right. Well, yeah, yeah that's as that's enough said. It's All grand. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that has been movies for this week. Thank you for listening.